Yesterday we had mentioned that the name of Allah, Ismullah itself is glorified and Allah himself is glorified. That the name of Allah itself, Ismullah, is blessed. Mentioning the name of Allah brings about Allah's blessings. And mentioning Allah brings about Allah's blessings. And we said that Allah is directly praised and Allah is directly worshipped. We also mentioned yesterday that there is a controversy over whether Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim is the first ayah of Surah Al Fatiha or not. And we said that some scholars say it is and some scholars say it is not. And inshallah, it's not really a major issue because the phrase Bismillahir Rahman Rahim is of the Quran Surah Al-Naml. So it's not that big of a controversy. And by the way, there's no other controversy in the Quran other than this ayah, whether it is an ayah or not. And also, I forgot to mention yesterday, for the scholars who say that the Bismillah Rahman Rahim is not of Surah Al-Fatiha, what did they do with Surah Al-Fatiha? Did they make it six ayats? No. They actually made the last ayah into two. So, إِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Full stop. صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ They put a full stop there. Then, غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَلْضَالِينَ So, all groups said Surah Fatiha is seven verses. All groups say Surah Fatiha is seven verses. Who can tell me why all groups say this? Because Allah calls it. Very good, you remember from the first lecture. Allah calls Surah Al-Fatiha what? So everybody agrees there's got to be seven verses. But there is a slight controversy and, it, and this controversy goes into the uh, scholars of Qira'at and the scholars of uh, Fiqh. And also, mentioning the name of Allah can be done and should be done at every time. There's not just a list of when do you say Bismillah. It can and should be done not just at the beginning of something. Yes, it is extra important at the beginning. But it can be done at any time. And there's a beautiful hadith in Sunan Abu Dawood that once the Prophet was with another companion riding a camel. And the companion, he was riding a camel and the camel reared upwards trying to throw this companion off. So the companion said, Ta'isa shaytan. May shaytan be cursed. Curse shaytan. Why is this happening? And the Prophet said, Don't say Ta'isa shaytan. Don't say, may shaitan be cursed. Because if you mention shaitan's name, you make him feel big and important. And he becomes so big, this is a hadith, he becomes bigger than a house. In other words, shaitan feels proud that you mention me and you think I am the cause of this. Don't mention shaitan. You're saying, ta'isa shaitan will not hurt shaitan. Rather, it will make shaitan feel Important that you're ascribing a problem to him. Rather, the Prophet said, memorize this. Qul bismillah. Say bismillah. Because when you mention the name of Allah, shaitan diminishes and shrinks until he becomes smaller than an atom. Dharra. 
smaller than yani dharra doesn't mean it means the smallest thing imaginable we say atom until shaitan becomes smaller than anything because you didn't mention him you mentioned allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so you may mention bismillah at any time of the day and night for any reason. Mentioning Allah's name brings Allah's blessings. Mentioning Allah's names bring, brings Allah's barakah into our life. Now, today's main uh, focus and, and uh, the thrust of today's khatirah will be over the name Allah. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala choose this name, not just in the basmala, not just in this phrase, but in fact to be his primary name? What is the meaning of this beautiful divine name, Allah? This name, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this name, it is the very first name mentioned in the Quran, Bismillahir Rahman Rahim, Alhamdulillah. It is the very last name mentioned in the Quran, Qul a'udhu bi rabbin nasi, maliki nasi, ilahin nas. It is the name that occurs in every single page of the Quran multiple times. In fact, if you count the number of times this occurs, the number of times the name Allah occurs in the Quran is over 3,500, around 3,500. There is no name of Allah that even comes close to the quantity of times that this name is mentioned. And therefore, it is very important. And of course, this is the primary name. We know our Lord by the name Allah. This is the primary name that we use. We say, oh Allah, give me this. Oh Allah, uh, grant me this. Yet many of us have never thought about what does this name mean? Why did our Lord and why did our Creator choose this name? And this is not a name that is unique to our religion of Islam. Quite the contrary. This was the name that Allah chose to reveal in each and every book and each and every prophet. If you look to this day, the Old Testament and the New Testament, even though we believe they have not been preserved yet fully, yet this name is still found. You find it in the Old Testament that God refers to himself as Eloh and Elohim, Allah and Allahum. And in the New Testament as well. So uh, allegedly when they put Jesus on the cross, we don't believe he was crucified. Yet what do they record him as having said on the cross? Eli, Eli, lama sabachtani. Allah, Allah, lama taraktani. This is what they say he said. We don't believe he said this, but what phrase do they use for God? Eli, Allah, my God. That's what they say. And if you look at the most ancient civilizations in the world, the civilization of Babylon, they have an ultimate God that when you look at the writing, we think it is something similar to Allah. The Nabataeans, and the Nabataeans are a very ancient race that existed 6,000, 5,000 years ago. The Nabataeans we have in their, I don't want to say holographics, that's Egyptian, but whatever their scribblings are, I don't know what they call them, the Nabataean script, whatever it is, we find in the Nabataean script the ultimate God, and He is Allah. The name is Allah. And very interestingly, these Nabataeans had many idols. And they have idols of all of these gods. But they do not have a form or an idol of this God Allah. In other words, even they realize this is too holy for us to draw. This is the God of gods. And that's what they believe. So the name Allah 
is in fact the primary name that our Lord has referenced Himself throughout the centuries, throughout the ages, from all civilizations and to all prophets. But what does this phrase or this divine, uh, this divine word mean? There are many opinions about this issue and in fact all of these opinions have a little bit of legitimacy to them. All of them have some weight to them and inshallah we'll very briefly go over what are the opinions about the meaning of the name Allah. Some scholars have said that we should not uh, think that this name has any meaning, rather it is a proper noun. Just like you have in English, Harry or Thomas, there's no meaning to it, it's just a noun. There's no, you don't have to derive anything. But this is a minority opinion, and the majority of scholars said, no, Allah chose a name for Himself that has meaning. And it is the most profound meaning. And this is the opinion of the majority of scholars. So, what then is the meaning of this phrase? The first opinion that uh, we will mention is that the phrase or the name Allah comes from the root waliha. And waliha means to become astounded, to become astonished, to uh, become confused. It is as if the person who tries to think of Allah will become amazed and astonished. That you cannot understand who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To try to comprehend Allah means you will not understand beyond your comprehension. Another uh, interpretation of waliha is to become so uh, lost of mind because of a beloved. To lose one's mind because of a loss of a beloved. And that's why uh, the mother who loses her son in Arabic, uh, she is called uh, the muwalla the or the mother uh, that has lost her child and she is suffering from grief, she is called the muwalla And that means that she's so grieved that she has lost her son. And... Uh, how does this relate to the name Allah? The one who does not have Allah in his life, he is suffering from this type of ultimate grief and madness. The one who does not believe in Allah, the one who does not have a connection with Allah, it, it is as if he's going to go crazy. Because there's nothing in his life to give him value, to give him meaning. If you don't believe in Allah, if you don't have a concept of a God in your life, then your life has no purpose. So this is one interpretation that is given. Another interpretation that is given is that the term or the name Allah comes from Alaha. And Alaha means to turn to for protection, to turn to for refuge. And therefore, Allah is the one that each and every created being must turn to for protection, must turn to for refuge. That no one can exist without turning to Allah for every need of theirs. And in fact, this meaning is also the meaning of the name As-Samad. Samad. What does Samad mean? The Samad is the one whom every being turns to for every need. So this is another interpretation of the name Allah. Yet another interpretation of the name Allah comes from Aliha, which means to remain or to stay in a place. To remain or to stay in a place for security, i.e. for comfort. So Allah is the one that you turn to for comfort. That when you believe in Allah, you have stability in your life. This is another interpretation. We are now in thinker number four now. The fourth interpretation of the name Allah and where it comes from. It comes from the verb laha yalihu. Laha yalihu. And laha yalihu means to be raised up. Raised him up. Therefore the one who believes in Allah, he has raised himself up. In this world and in the next. The one who believes in Allah, he will be honored. 
in this world and in the next. And the final interpretation, and in fact, we leave the best for the last because this is the majority. The previous ones are valid, they're not wrong. Uh, but this interpretation that I'm going to conclude with is the vast majority. For those of you who know your uh, Arabic grammarians, for example, Sibaway, Ibn Fadis, they all held this opinion. And of course, Ibn Abbas, the companion of the Prophet, he also held this opinion. They said, Allah, the name, comes from the one who is worshipped. So Allah, the ultimate being who is worthy of worship. This is the meaning, the linguistic meaning of the na name Allah. I repeat, the linguistic meaning of the name Allah, and this is the vast majority of scholars of our tradition, of the linguists and of the grammarians, they say, the name Allah means the deity that deserves to be worshipped. So who is Allah? Allah is the one that deserves to be worshipped. And therefore, when we say that the primary name of our Creator is Allah, what we are implying is that each and every attribute of perfection belongs to him. Why? Because, now listen to this, Allah would not be worthy of worship if he were not Samir, if he were not Basir, if he were not Alim, if he were not Rahim, if he were not Ghafoor. And we go on listing all of the names of Allah. In other words, the name Allah implies all the other names. That is the ultimate name, because it is the most powerful name. Because when you say that He is worthy of worship, you are automatically implying He is all-powerful. Because if He weren't powerful, He wouldn't be worthy of worship. You are implying He is all-hearing, He is all-knowing, He is all-loving, He is all-merciful, He is ever-omniscient, everything is known to Him. If any of these attributes did not exist, then Allah would not be Allah. He would not be worthy of worship. So, the most comprehensive name of our Creator in the whole Qur'an, and that is why it is the most common name over 3,000 times in the Qur'an, is Allah, because this name is the mother or the queen of all other names. It is the name that all other names are implied by. They are included in. And that is why Allah says, وَلِلَّهِ to this one name, Allah, belong all the other names. Walillah, to this name, Allah, the name Allah, all of the beautiful names of Allah belong to this one name. And therefore we say, of Allah's names is Al-Ghafoor. We don't say, of Al-Ghafoor's name is Allah. No. Of Allah's name is Al-Rahim. Of Allah's name is Al-Malik. Of Allah's name is Al-Quddus. We do not say of Al-Quddus's name is Allah. No. We ascribe the other names to this name. Is that clear? Right? We ascribe the other names to this one name. And that is exactly what Allah says. Walillahi al-asma'ul husna. To this one name, Allah, all of the other names belong. Because this name of Allah is the most powerful name. When you say it, you automatically imply that there is only one being that is worthy of veneration, of prostration, of love, of hope, of dua, of ibadah. And that is Allah. And in fact, that is our kalim as well. La ilaha illallah. There is no deity that is worthy of being an ilah other than Allah who is the ultimate ilah. 
Allah is the ultimate and only ilah and that is what our kalima implies and inshallah ta'ala tomorrow we're going to go on to ar-Rahman and ar-Rahim today we summarize the beautiful name Allah Jalla Jalaluhu and inshallah ta'ala we will continue the subject tomorrow wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh لا يزال الخير حيا لا يزال إن في الدنيا سلاما وظلال أخبر الأيام أنها في وصال قم بنا وانظر لآيات الجمال قم بنا وانظر لآيات الجمال